Hey everybody, welcome back to New Little Geek Lost. I mean, it's always new when it's a new episode, right? When I'm recording it, I'm not recording an old episode. Anyway, we are well into my summer of horror time. Um, this is actually going to be the first episode in my series of summer of horror ones, but I mean it's well into summer because it's July now. So in Canada, we have about two and a half months-ish of summer, um, mainly July and August with a little bit of June mixed in. By the end of August, it kind of gets cold and more fall weather type um, as we go into September, which leads into October and Halloween time, my favorite time of year. But starting last year, I thought it'd be fun to do this summer of horror thing where I sort of pick a movie theme a category or whatever and decide to do to watch a bunch of movies that fall into that theme uh last summer i didn't really do podcasts on them i was uh, a guest on fearcast about i think it was the 90s horror ones i did and then i did a big freddy versus jason one but this year i thought you know what I'm doing these little mini movie marathons myself. I might as well do shows about them and use them for blog posts as well. So it's just as part of that, in in the fall and Thunder Bay in October, there's a film festival. Last year, there was the first year. It's called Terror in the Bay, and it's sort of independent horror movies over a couple of days. They're putting it on again this year, and I wanted to sort of jump on board and see how I could work with them. So I'm on board as a sponsor, and I wanted to do like shout outs and stuff on these podcasts and blog posts for my summer of horror because it fits leading up to it so i'll have all the information in the show notes and as well there's going to be like the blog post in of the show notes that goes along with this if you'd rather read this and not listen to it but if you'd rather read it you're not listening to this so welcome back to the shit show of this is how i podcast (laughs) so starting off the summer of horror um i was kind of trying to decide what movie theme to do and it just sort of fell into my lap to do houses evil houses stuff that revolves around houses so i picked five movies and i'm gonna i watch them and i'm gonna go go through them on this podcast not really not really reviews i guess maybe a little bit of reviews so much as just how i felt watching them but i guess that probably is reviews right like it's not going to be a full-on super like film critic review it's just kind of how I felt watching these movies. So the first one that I had picked was called House of Evil and it's from 2017. I found it by looking um, on the listing of video on demand movies where I work and I saw it. I thought, you know what? It's kind of like an evil house type thing. I will watch it. It was a bad movie. One of my, one of my skills in life that I'm really good at is finding bad movies. And this was a bad movie. Not a good bad movie, just a bad movie. So the plot of this movie is that it's set in the 70s, so it kind of had like, you know, the classic Amityville sort of vibe. Um, It's a young couple, they move into this old Connecticut mansion, same old story, right? And they soon discover that their new life is destined to be fraught with disaster as they fight against a dark, terrifying force in order to survive. It's really dumb. Um, It kind of tries to give you like the Amityville plot vibe sort of feel, I guess. Um, The woman wants to get pregnant and then it's this weird jump where she finds that she's pregnant. She just kind of like says it matter of factly to the dude and then it jumps into like way deep into her pregnancy. The dude's got rock and these like wicked mutton chops on his face that just looks not 
1970, more like, you know, 1870, 1770 style sideburns, just thick munchoffs. It's really, I don't know. It's really kind of like, doesn't really fit for me anyways. <laughs> Something that stood out and, and annoyed me about the movie. The other thing that was really weird, and I was watch, as I was watching, I actually posted it on Snapchat. So if you're on Snapchat, you can follow me, Cyanide with two ends and then a nine. It's weird. Um, anyways, there's this one clip where the wife goes to like goes for a walk or whatever, and she runs into this preacher, pastor, father, whatever he happens to be. I'm pretty sure he's a father. I don't know. I wasn't paying that close attention because, like I said, the movie is really shitty. But she runs into him and he explains to her how the house is evil and the town thinks it's haunted and possessed or whatever. So she comes home. Her husband, Mutton Chops, is watching TV. And she tells him, she's like, oh, I went for a walk and I ran into the father. And he says the town people think that the house is possessed. So then his response to her is, oh, you went for a walk and ran into the father and he told you that the town's people think the house is possessed? Like, he just repeated back her line and... For me, I'm like, this is like a really shitty writing and it's like almost just filler. Like, it's not a real response that even in a horror movie of someone who's like possessed or in a dark place would have. It's like, they're not just going to repeat back what you told them. And it really sort of like stood out to me as something really kind of shitty <laughs> in the movie. So the rest of it is typical. They're like haunted and whatever and she has to fight him and then he's like possessed by the demon and then she ends up having the baby but then the townspeople come and take the baby away because it's really some secret cult or something i don't know it's really dumb it's a really stupid movie i do not re recommend watching it so that was the first one house of evil kind of shitty so it's almost like we're going on a scale from like shitty to good in the in this podcast and maybe that's how i'll do the other summer of horror ones just in the scale of like shitty to good start off the bad end off on the good so the next one moving along demon house this one seemed really cool to me it's kind of it's like a documentary ish type film um it's marketed as a pseudo documentary and it's with the guy zach from ghost ghost adventures on i believe the travel channel um yeah travel channel so it kind of goes off the idea that there was this house in where is it gary andy gary indiana that was like had a portal to hell and was like full of demons and you know these people had all these like weird possessions and encounters and you know there was like stuff with cps coming and the children and whatever right so it goes off the idea that he heard about this wanted to do something with this house and so he buys the house and he gets there and there's like squatters and stuff in it so he has to kick them out and it's like they start the investigation so he kind of gets like i guess not really possessed so much maybe but like has encounters and there's like one's kind of video where he just feels like overcome with intense anger and hatred and like lashes out at the producers and almost kind of like grabs for his neck or whatever and they have like a whole bunch of um security like surveillance camera set up in the house as well they're filming there with the film crew and there's one point where they find like stuff under the stairs in the basement there's like dirt under the stairs and there was like bits of people's like personal possessions buried and they said it was like either ritual stuff or like this portal to hell type of thing with like demons coming out and i have to say there is one part where they're kind of just going through filming and you see like a black like shadow monster smoke monster kind of go past like a doorway kind of thing which is pretty cool because normally you don't see anything on ghost 
type shows. So they, they keep filming in the house. There's one point where one of the cameramen wanders off by himself to the basement and comes back. And like, it's almost like they get overcome with like sickness or headaches and stuff. Um, so you see him kind of like on the surveillance stuff, kind of like clutching his head, wanders off, comes back. Then that night in the hotel, they're filming like just from their camera, like from their camera phones and stuff about how he's like flipping out and just like yelling and wants to fight and, you know, is like, I guess, taunting the demon or something. I don't know. So he flips out and they end up having to like kind of scrap him from the shoot. And then the main dude, Zach, decides to spend a night in this place. And there's something where like he sees something or something like burns his eyes and it's kind of like he has like this permanent damage to his eyes now or something that's really fucked up. So they, you know, kind of go off the idea that maybe there is demons or something in this house. I don't know. It was kind of cool. Um, it's a bit different that it's kind of, kind of documentary, I guess a lot like the show Ghost Adventures. I never really watched Ghost Adventures, but I've watched a few other ones um, with the dude from, I guess it's Taps or whatever, Ghost Hunters, or I don't know what that show is called. Um, and I've watched like Paranormal State and stuff. So it's kind of kind of a cool idea. Um, I don't really know how much of it is real or true or it's just, you know, put on for the show. It is marketed as a pseudo documentary. So, you know, it could be one of those found footage type ones that's tricking people. I don't know, but it's interesting and I, I think it's worth checking out. Um, if you are into those ghost hunting and demon hunting type shows, I think that it's definitely worth checking out um ratings seem to be kind of mixed on it but they kind of are on those shows in general right so i mean it's more more preference and i tend not to go off of other people's ratings or reviews so that was something that i've asked a few people that do like movie reviews and stuff do you if you're going in to watch a movie not necessarily to review but just to watch a movie do you read people's reviews and ratings before you go into it or do you just wait till after the movie and for me personally I like to wait till after it I like to go into a movie fresh and make my own opinions and ideas because I am very opinionated and have very strong ideas of what I like and what I don't like and I like to go into a movie fresh just thinking of, of what I want to do and so for me I will go and watch a movie and then it's sort of afterwards that I will look up information on it, look up, you know, trivia on it, look up people in the cast or whatever that were in other things and I'm trying to remember who they were or just other people's, you know, ratings and reviews and see if, you know, what I thought lines up, lines up what they thought. But I like to go into movie fresh and read the reviews and stuff after. So if you're one of the people that wants to have a rating review beforehand, then, you know, by all means, <laughs> I recommend watching Demon House. I do not recommend House of Evil. I will put it in the show notes and probably go over it again, which ones I recommend and which ones I don't recommend. <laughs> so moving on from there, we are going to go into the Amityvilles. <laughs> Classic house type of horror movies. I decided to watch both of them because it's been a really long time since I've watched either one of them, um, especially the original one. I've probably watched the remake one sooner because it was a newer run, newer one, right? So, starting off with the first, Amityville, uh, 1979, based on the book, which is based on, like, the real-life accounts or whatever, and a case of, actually, the Warrens, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which are kind of making their way in a bunch of stuff now. <laughs> um, so, it's a classic movie, um, a classic horror movie. There's a whole pile of, of Amityville 
sequels and remakes and reboots and whatever else but for these ones you kind of have to go back to the original to the classic right so watching this one take into the account that it's a 1979 movie and doesn't have a lot of like it's got a different feel so horror movies in the 70s had a different feel to them they weren't a lot of necessarily jump scares they're a lot more psychological thrillers you think of like the exorcist and poltergeist and those kind of ones right so amityville is kind of along those lines um it's kind of builds up the story of this couple that is buying this house you know the the mom has kids already and then the dad kind of married into it and is trying to like adjust to to live with them they buy this giant house it's super cheap um the story is that the original family that lived there the son i guess was like possessed or something by demons and they told him to kill his family so he murders his whole family with a shotgun that's the story of the house and it's i don't know how much of it is actually true or if it's just for the book and i apologize because i didn't research this super deep um so in in the movie the first thing that stood out to me is they bought this giant house for 80 grand and they're complaining that you know that's still kind of high and for me in the economy we live in now you know like 40 years later it's it's kind of crazy to think that like this giant house even back then was 80 grand and that was like a little bit expensive for it because I paid over 200 grand for my house and it's like a modest just regular sort of three bedroom bungalow type house this is a giant you know Connecticut house on the waterfront it's got a boathouse and everything so like or it's on the river and it's just I don't know that that's the first thing that stood out to me so after that um they're kind of like they're moving in they're moving all their packages in and the other weird part is this priest just wanders into the house so I mean I understand that it's you know he wants to bless it and whatever but they're not home and he knows they're not home so he just kind of like makes his way in wanders in and gets locked in this room and there's all these like flies that come in and that's part of I guess a sign of demons and it's in a lot of like exorcism and possession movies and stuff just having like flies which is weird to me um the other thing to note that there is the typical horror trope of a cat there's a screaming cat a cat always seems to jump out of somewhere or appear and just scream because that's that's what cats do right so you have to have that in a horror movie um the thing i didn't mention i should have mentioned probably is it's the lutz family so that's kind of like a famous name um from this movie from the book and it's one of those weird things where you hear it in a movie and then now you can't like if you hear normal people with the name lutz you kind of just always associate it right like that's just one of those things so the other thing um and it's kind of a carry it over in all the Amityville type stuff is how the dad is always cold and I can fucking relate to that because I am literally always cold (laughs) always cold even in the summer I sleep in like full pajamas with a duvet on because I am always cold it's ridiculous so I can never relate to him always being cold um the other thing that's weird is like that because it's older so they have like you know typical landlines that not too many people have anymore and evil seems to go through phone lines which is strange to me um it jumps through it it kind of cuts off and like it, it won't let the the mom talk to the priest and stuff so evil kind of you know doesn't let you make phone calls i guess it's like nope i'm gonna cut the line off um the other thing that is like probably 
the creepiest part of this movie, and I think still startles a lot of people to this day, is the red eyes in the dark outside when they like. She goes to look outside and sees like the red eyes out there, and it's it's one of those like unnerving things because you know we're not we're kind of programmed to like not want to see stuff in the dark to like have that sort of back of our mind primal fear of seeing stuff in the dark when we're outside at nighttime nights like a weird time where like weird bad stuff always happens and if you're looking outside even just looking out your window you know in your house down the street and it's nighttime you kind of always half expect in the back of your mind that there's going to be monsters out there i think that's just something that we all think of as part of our human nature and they put that in there they put just the red glowing eyes and it's one of those things where it's like it's just enough to be super unsettling you know to give you like the shivers down your spine type of feeling because you don't know what it is and them not showing it is one of the cool things where I like that sometimes in movies where it lets your brain think of whatever you want and it's almost like better than them having a monster out there because you can think of like more awful things that can be put on screen like it's whatever your personal deep down fear is and that's what you're going to project onto it. So, again, watching it for me, that scene still always stands out to me. Um, the other typical thing is you have the upside down crosses. So the crosses always swing upside down in demon possession movies. Um, I guess because it's, uh, you know, a slap in the face of God and stuff. So that's always in there. And there's always a storm, which is kind of funny because as I'm recording this, there's a wicked ass thunderstorm outside. So it kind of really fits with this. Um, there is almost always a storm in horror movies, maybe more so in the seventies, maybe more so when it's like a psychological thriller based one and not like a chasing slasher type one. But yeah, like there's, there's always a storm. And then the other thing that I took away from it is sort of like at the end, there's like this black ooze, stuff in the basement which I'm guessing is the evil it was like weird tar and I don't know so classic Amityville I think still still holds up I mean it's one of those movies that like I said from the 70s it's more psychological so there's not a lot of gore and jump scares and the typical things that you have today but it is it's a good story and I think that a lot of the older ones are probably more story based and I think that that's kind of what we need to get back to in horror movies get away from the found footage jump scares startling like it's really it's it's easy it's easy to do a jump scare it's easy to do a startle you just have a long pen and then something jumps out big deal anyone can do that I think what we need is good stories I want good horror stories where it's like you know it doesn't take 40 minutes to get to the plot either because that is one of my biggest pet peeves. An hour and a half movie, it should not take 40 minutes to get to the main plot. But I also like having the actual story so it's not just all jump scares. Um, so original classic Amityville Horror 1979. I'm going to say definitely holds up. Definitely recommend watching it. So <laughs> from there, I thought I would do a comparison or com- contrasting compare, I guess, the sorts to the remake in 2005 which is the one with Ryan Reynolds and I have to say watching Ryan Reynolds again in this movie being (coughs) excuse me being sort of like evil and badass with his beard and stuff was kind of amazing and I did appreciate the eye candy on screen there's one scene where he's sort of like it's during the storm and he's all wet because he had to like jump in the water and he like busts into the room flings the door open he's just got his pajama bottoms on and yeah, like I could just watch that scene over and over again. So that's 
that's that. <laughs> um, so going into 2005, Amityville Horror, again, is a remake of the original one. Typically, I don't like remakes. I usually hate remakes and reboots. Um, but for this one, I kind of wanted to watch it again. And I think that, so dealing with like the It movie thing, and that's a whole separate topic, I kind of changed my tune a little bit and changed my frame of mind where if it's going to be a movie that's based on a book, then I think that it's like, it's okay to do a remake. If it's just you're remaking a movie for the sake of remaking an older movie, then I'm not so into it. But I mean, it's a book. Why can't there be different versions of it, right? There's different versions of comic book movies. You know, there's how many different Batman. So why can't there be different versions of books? So that is my, my take on that one for sure. So going into this one, the 2005 Amityville, I thought it had a better opening. Um, it just, the way the movie was set up and everything, the first one was like a little bit dragged out. Um, this one actually had more of an opening with what happened with the original family. And I just kind of thought it was a bit better that way. Um, and it had a lot more, more horror movie type of scenes, you know, like with the different axes and just the way things were filmed. And I get that the original one was supposed to be, you know, more psychological stuff. This one is too. It's thriller based on the book, but I think that because it was updated, right? So, I mean, it's lived a lot, like we've lived more through other horror movies to the point of this one. So you kind of put that into it. That's just my take on it. Um, Again, follows along the same story of they move to the house. There's like a demon that possesses the original family where the son kills his whole family and kind of takes over where it's possessing the dad. And he's just kind of like, he's always cold. He's got like weird, like can't sleep and just thinking weird things. And he thinks that the family's kind of, you know, out of control and stuff and is just turning into a giant ass to them basically. And the mom has to protect her kids from him. And, you know, it leads to the big confrontation and then they like leave and you assume that, you know, they've, they, well, it even says like they've gone, they never went back for their stuff. They just kind of bailed. So it's kind of a happy ending, but, um, the thing that I hated more about this one is when he kills the dog because I'm like, it's Ryan Reynolds killing a dog. At least they don't really show it, but that kind of just hurt my soul a lot. <laughs> um, and it's definitely one that I recommend, um, I recommend them both. I think that watching the original Amityville Horror and watching the remake either back to back or like close in time. I mean, you can kind of watch them both. It's not going to feel like you're watching the same movie, but it is the same story and plot. And I think that they both do a really good job of it. Um, so that, that's definitely one that I would recommend. So moving from those, we are going to go to The Conjuring. And, and again, which is like these last three movies are Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, I think that like when we first, when we as a society, I mean, first watched the first Amityville and this one, there wasn't really anything mentioned about Ed and Lorraine Warren, but that's sort of how they got their fame and notoriety was investigating the Amityville case. So the movie The Conjuring um, has a bit of Ed and Lorraine, it's kind of like half Ed and Lorraine Warren stuff and half um, the house or the account of like this house. And again, it's very... Amityville type centric where this family moves in but this time the mom sort of gets possessed because there was this evil that was making like a mom killer children type of thing. So that's kind of started 
like a new wave of horror. Um, Conjuring started off where they're like building this whole universe around it now. So you have the Conjuring 2. The Annabelle movies kind of like splintered off from there. There's going to be one of the nun. Um, the other one's like, I don't know. I can't remember the, the man name is. <laughs> um, but it's like there's, oh, the Crooked Man. I guess that's what it is. So having that again, we're getting back to the good stories. And I kind of like having that sort of like universe feel. I know they tried it with Halloween and that's why Halloween 3 season of The Witch was supposed to be of something in the same universe I guess as Michael Myers but the Conjuring one is doing it right and the first movie I have to say the first time I watched it I kind of wasn't really into it um I felt like it was a little bit boring and kind of lagged a little bit but then I watched it a second time I kind of got it more I guess and I think that's because I kind of had to reset my brain and forget about all the other horror bullshit that's built up over like the last 10 years between like the good slashers of the 80s and the good like 90s teen horror and then there was a period of just found footage jump scares horror gore horror porn like all that stuff and then now we're kind of getting back into good movies with these and it's really cool having like the ed and the rain warren stuff in comparison to the rest of like the case in it so it's like you know both sides and i think that just having like a series of just ed and the rain warren investigating <laughs> their paranormal stuff is kind of cool so they're kind of introduced to Annabelle in this movie, which I think they kind of just put in to have, like, the ability to put in for the other ones and, like, start the Annabelle movies because it doesn't really have much to do with the plot of The Conjuring, per se. But it's kind of a good introduction to that. Um, again, it's, like, the big family, the big house, the weird, like, sort of hauntings and the demon possessions, and it's got all that built in. There's a lot of, there's like a few jump scares in it, but I think they're like quality jump scares, I'll say, not just the typical stupid like ones just to make you jump as a cheap, cheesy ploy. Um, and it's got a lot of good psychological, you know, unsettling type stuff in it. And I think that, again, you know, probably on this list of ones that I'm slowly going up conjuring is the best one out of them all. Um, it's kind of a house movie and the fact that you know like there's like the demons and stuff in the house that possess them it's very similar feel to the Amityvilles that's for sure but I like it um it's 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 nice that it opened up the universe for these other ones it's kind of weird because Conjuring and Insidious were out around the same time and having I guess Patrick Wilson I think it is it's in both of them it's a little weird and I think people get mixed up between them because of that but I prefer the Conjuring movies over the Insidious movies because I just I don't know those are different ones so <laughs> going back to the whole thing so Summer of Horror let's go starting with like the worst and going into the best House of Evil again it's a terrible movie I would not recommend seeing it Demon House, I would recommend if you're into those sort of pseudo-documentary, ghost hunting, demon hunting type of shows on TV, it is a good movie for that. Original Amityville Horror, yes, watch it, still holds up. It is a good movie if you like the old style 70s psychological thrillers. Amityville Horror Remake, if you like remakes, if you're willing to accept them into your lives, I re recommend watching it, even if you just want to look at Ryan Reynolds' body because we can objectify him we're allowed to <laughs> and going off of that we'll go into the conjuring definitely recommend seeing it it is a good movie it holds up it's got a good story 
it leads off the whole Conjuring type universe with like the Annabelle movies and these other ones that are coming up. So I would definitely recommend it. So that is my first Summer of Horror episode for 2018, which is going to make this sound old if you listen back to <laughs> any couple of years from now. I will do up a show notes post to go along with this. So I'll have, again, the list of the movies um, and sort of a quick overview of my, my thoughts and opinions on them as well. So be sure to check that out and let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you thought of these movies. If you're going to watch them, if you have already watched them, and if you have recommendations for any other house horror movies or other horror movies, like I said, I'm going to be doing some other mini marathons throughout the summer, trying to keep on this whole track of summer of horror things. So going forward for the summer, you can kind of expect that. So be sure to check those out. Listen to all the places you can find me in the outro. And yeah, um, that's, that's it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeeklost.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in.